everyone. Welcome to Still With You. My name is Coley Browning and I am the host of this podcast. Whether you have been listening to the show for a while or it is your first time joining me, I am beyond excited that you are here. So today I have on the show my friend and neighbor, Kelsey Hill. Let me tell you a little bit about Kelsey. She is a small business owner, hairstylist, Coast Guard wife, boy mom, a friend that I like to say she walks to the beat of God's plans and positive vibes. She is 100% a free spirit and all in in following Jesus. If you are someone who just moved to a new place, I think this episode is specifically for you. Or if you own your own business, I believe this is for you too. Or if you just need a little bit of positivity peppered into your life. Kelsey has so many gifts, wears so many hats, and I am so excited for you guys to get to know her. Welcome to the show, my beautiful friend, Kelsey Hill. So you are the first military spouse on the podcast, and that feels so weird to say, given the area that we live in, that I'm like 27 episodes in and like, finally, I'm having the first military spouse. So thank you so much for making time. And like, I think that's kind of special. I wanted to like mention that. You're welcome. Thank you so much for having me. I appreciate it. Tell the listeners a little bit about yourself because you have quite the resume of like everything (laughs) that you do. So I was born in Elkhart, Indiana. It's uh, close to Notre Dame. So it's kind of usually how I describe where I'm from because most people kind of know the vicinity of where Notre Dame University is. Small family. I've got one brother and always kind of attended church and just kind of had God in my life. Grew up fairly happy, um, was exposed to all the normal things. I was really athletic to youth group every Wednesday and Sunday night. And that's where I met my husband when yeah. we were 12. And Which is crazy. Like who meets their husband at 12? I know it's a pretty unique story because um, I love telling it because your initial thought is, wow, that's like kind of strange. But really, I just find it the most beautiful love story for us because we've been able to develop this relationship not only with each other, but kind of grow up in Christ together. Yeah. And that's been really rewarding. Um, my husband joined the military 11 years ago, and we've just been moving around. What branch? Coast Guard. Which is so cool that you're the first spouse and you're a Coast Guard <laughs> wife because... I don't know the statistics, but I see more Navy and more Marines and more Army than ever Coast Guard. So I think that is so cool that, like, you're a Coast Guard wife, like, the first, you know what I mean? Because it's, like, the small minority here. Absolutely. The Coast Guard is a small community. I just love what my husband does, and he loves his job. And uh, moving down here to Florida, he's doing some unique patrol and law enforcement work, which is really rewarding to not only see the benefits of what he's doing, but actually tap into a different field that we've never even really realized the gravity of some of the things that he's helping with, like mm-hmm. immigration and um, drug trafficking. His ship, the um, CGC Dauntless here, um, confiscated almost $30 million in cocaine um, over the last few months. And so that's really neat to see my husband kind of tap into these, these really important roles. So I'm proud of him. I know that that's not easy because he's away for, is it nine weeks? How long is he away for? It varies from eight to 10 weeks at a time. And then he'll be home for four to six at a time. So moving down here was definitely a big adjustment. Probably one of the biggest adjustments we've ever made as a family or as a married couple because of the extent of what his work requires of him here. And we've never really had that much separation before Um, as a family unit. We've had that stability continually in the last 15 years of marriage that um, we could really count on. So moving here kind of disrupted everything, but 
in a really wonderful way, because if it wouldn't have been for moving down here and that disruption, I wouldn't have met all the wonderful people, including yourself, that have really kind of opened up my my spirit and um, continuing growing my relationship with God. So you grew up in Indiana, but where were you before Pensacola? Uh, We just moved from Sault Ste. Marie, Michigan, which is the farthest north you can get on I-75 without going to Canada. Wow. So last exit on North 75. And then you move into the Deep South. And then we move to the Deep South and we're completely thrown through a loop. I have never washed my hair so much in my life living anywhere else. (laughs) The humidity here is insane. Oh, I know. It's made my hair so frizzy. And every time I go home, I just appreciate like the water. The water makes my hair feel like straw. So (laughs) it really does. But the food makes it worth it here. Oh my gosh. It so does. I love the seafood and like even some of like the Cajun influences as well. It's so good. One of the things that I'm absolutely amazed at what you've done in moving here from Michigan is within the first two weeks, you were already developing friendships. Like when I moved here, it took me at least definitely a year to get settled, but like at least six months to get some friendships going. You came to Pensacola. Your husband left you within, that sounds really bad. Your husband went to work. It felt like it. (laughs) But he left to go to his job. And then you're still here, like joining a small group and getting involved. How in the world did you have that (laughs) attitude coming here. Uh, so let me back up a little bit. Yeah. So God's really been like working in my heart about stepping out of my comfort zones because I'm really good at finding a good routine. And I'm really good at finding a comfortable zone I feel okay in where I can move around in that zone, but I don't necessarily step out a whole lot. And even though I'm an outgoing person, I, I really have those parameters up a lot of the times trying to gauge what's going to strengthen me and kind of push myself a little. A couple years ago, we really got invested in a church in Michigan. Our relationships really started to develop Mm. um, through that congregation. And it was just a small church, very traditional, but the people there really influenced us in, in in a different way. We've gone to modern churches like Liberty a lot, but there was something really admirable about just stepping back almost in time in this small town in this beautiful little church with all these great people that really invested themselves into our family. And that really just kind of grew our perspective on the Christian people and like how we can influence others and kind of step out of our bounds of where we're comfortable to kind of reach someone and put your footprint where it belongs. So with that said, and those relationships growing, I really had a lot of support when we found out we were coming down to Florida. What do you mean support though? Was it just your family or your friends or? No, it's definitely my church family. Your church family. Okay. It's such a small... I was going to say, where family. was that support really coming from? My mom and dad church. still live near Elkhart, Indiana, where I grew up. Um, we have a farm in Michigan, and they are taking care of my grandma. And then yeah. it's just us, and then my brother lives in Arizona. So majority of the time when I'm talking about my family, it's usually my church family. Mm. And so that's really how my husband and I have been able to prosper in new places or you know new transitional periods by just jumping in to a church and just trusting that God is guiding us and is holding us through that whole process. So knowing that that has worked for me in the past, when we found out that our entire life was going to be disrupted and kind of come down here, and I was really going to have to tap into some new areas of of my life and step out of my comfort zone, I kind of broke down a little, kind of had a panic attack. And then God grabbed me by the shoulders and shook me almost and was like, what are you doing? You're so much stronger than this. Like you have the capabilities to do what I've asked you to do and to reach out and not be afraid because... In Michigan, where we moved from, was really the first time in his whole career that we have, um, we didn't want to leave. We had everything that we thought that we needed at that time, relationships, friends, you know, purpose. 
a church family. A beautiful house. Y'all bought a house there? We bought a house. Yeah. We had... I've seen pictures. Um, my kids made some of the best friends that they've ever made there. Great schools. Uh, we just were really happy and grounded. We could have stayed there forever. I think what God was telling me when he shook me by the shoulders that day, he was like, I have so much more for you. This is still your family, but I have so much more for you. And he kind of was like, grow up. Mm. You need to grow up a little because you're strong and I'm going to put you where you need to be. And so with that, I kind of like had a new perspective and kind of redirected my goals. And I said to myself, okay, I'm going to get my kids into school. I'm going to figure out what I need to do. And we're just going to do it. My first thing on my agenda was to find a church. And the only thing lacking, if I use the word lacking in our last church was there wasn't a strong um, youth program. And so moving here with a 14 year old, a 12 year old and a nine year old, I knew that that was going to be a big reason of how I decided which church we were going to get invested in. Every time I would search anything on the Google bar about churches here, Liberty was the first one that kept coming up. So we decided to go in and it was perfect because... When we walked in, a woman by the name of Brie Page, who you just did a <laughs> podcast on her son. She was the first woman yeah. to come up and say hi to me. And she also has three boys and we just connected. Oh, that's right. She has, yeah, that makes the, sense with the three boys connection. We just, it was like an instant connection. And I was, you know, it was really wonderful. And people were, it was almost like that traditional aspect, but in a modern take. From that moment on, God just gave me the clarity that I needed and the affirmation, like, this is where I'm putting you. You really felt that first Sunday, oh, just so the first Sunday, As soon as Bree came up to me, it was very clear. He's also helped me to develop my awareness for how he's blessing my life. Mm. Um, for a long time, I would be very set on my personal goals, only would really want to see what I wanted to see. Um, through experiences, God's really given me the gift of um, being self- not only self-aware, but just aware of my surroundings and how he's influencing my path. Not Maybe not necessarily my flesh or me at that moment, but my path to where he wants me to go. We're talking about these relationships and connections, like you were talking about, stepping out of your comfort zone. I feel like you're a really good communicator. Thank you. God's, I've asked him for that. And the thing that I've really had to accept is that when I ask God for something, he gives it to me. It's just might not be in the way that I want him to at that moment or the way that I think that he's going to, but he always answers my prayers and he always gives me what I ask for. It might take a while, but it's in the process. God is listening to me and I've seen that play out over and over again that I can't help. I mean, how could you not trust God and how could you not trust that wherever he's leading you, as scary as it is, he's got your back. So with that said, after my initial week at Liberty, and we just decided like, okay, they had all these groups laid out, it was perfect. It was like, everything I'd asked for in a church was there. Mm -hmm. And I wanted to get busy. I wanted to get busy in the way that would keep me tapped into God, but not busy enough to where I couldn't invest in God, if that makes sense. And so I decided to join a women's group which was freedom. Yeah, for, we were how, together. <laughs> which is how you and I met initially. I thought it was just going to be like in a casual, like hangout kind of group, but it was really the kind of group that God knew that I needed at the time moving somewhere new, which kind of helped me develop these intimate relationships right off the bat. That was perfect because at the same time, I was very, I don't want to use the word scary, but I was very intimidated in my own choices of starting my own business. And so moving here within the first few weeks, I knew I needed a residual income, which I am a hairstylist and that's what I do. Yes. Tell the name of your salon and everything. I rent a space from a salon called Style FX and it's just me and the owner in there. And so I rent the whole front space of a building 
going into my business, I knew if I was going into a new place and a new home with a different attitude and a new perspective, I wanted to open my business with a new idea and perspective too. God kept telling me he has to be first in my business, which I've never had the ability to do. I've always worked for other people and you, you know, they dictate when you work, how you work, how much you work and what you listen to at work. And even sometimes your conversations at work, God's always kind of been pressing in telling me like, because I'm a good communicator and he's using my mouthpiece as his mouthpiece. And I love to do what I do with women in the hair industry. He kept telling me, you can use this. Our culture tends to say that that is not a space that you can really bring God into. I knew that I could. So I really wanted to use my power of being behind the chair and influence some women in a way that, that I think would be useful, not only for my heart, but maybe for theirs and my business. So I use the hashtag hair is my ministry. Mm-hmm. And that's just kind of how I've been moving forward. But the women that I met from my freedom group, including yourself, prayed over my business. I want to talk about that. Because it was amazing. I've never been a part of something like that where you had not had anyone come in and mm-hmm. we were invited in your freedom group. We anointed the building with yep. oil and we prayed over it. Did you always know that you wanted to do no. that? Like, where did that come from? Because so, I feel like that can be a cultural change in how we do openings and new beginnings in our life. And I was so honored to be a part of it, honestly. Honestly, like, Holy, it was the most amazing experience I've ever had when it came to something of my own power and ability, like when it comes to my job. This is something that I could decide for myself that I wanted to yeah. do. And that was a really unique and rare opportunity. And because I was praying so heavily at that time, not only for strength to be the mom and the wife that I need to be when my husband's gone and in this Mm -hmm. new place, or even just dealing with traffic, because down to the smallest detail, Pensacola is completely 100% different than Sault Ste. Marie, Michigan. It's very fast paced. So I was just kind of a nervous wreck, really. And God was keeping me grounded because I was praying so heavily. And I just asked him, I said, please let me know if this decision is the decision that I'm supposed to be moving forward with in, in regards to my business. And time and time again, it was like whether it was a post that I saw someone else post unrelated to me on Facebook, but the words came out and mm-hmm. it was like, God was telling me like, you're making the right choice or a dream or a feeling. It was overwhelming a few weeks before I decided to have my first client, which was October 5th. And we were having a freedom group Love October how you remember 4th. the date. <laughs> so it was a few weeks before and I was just praying and God very directly gave me this vivid thought of a prayer circle in my space. Mm-hmm. And I just had never thought that that would be something that I... I I would want to do, but actually move forward with. And because everything's so timingly, it just was so intentional that God just, at the same time that I was having these struggles, I had this great group that was really being a huge support system. And on top of that, you know, the church itself was a huge support system and everything just timing wise seemed to tell me that this was the right the right choice. So I asked all of you to, to do that with me. We met before our freedom group yeah. on October 4th. And that next day, the conversation was so led by God with my first client. And I was already so nervous because of the new space, new town, new, new expectations, new clients. It went beautifully. And ever since then, my, my choice of music is dictated by God and, you know, how I'm praying for those clients. My clients and I are able to have more intimate conversations because it's just us in there. And a lot of times we do talk about God and it just seems so fluid. There's been people that have been placed in my life that have contacted me for a haircut or a color. And there's other avenues of our life that have us connected that are, are seem almost impossible because I've only been here for seven months. But yet 
they're related to someone that I know in Michigan. Or oh my gosh, really? Being an event coordinator for a nonprofit in town as well, I have made more connections and I've had clients come in that didn't know me or my place position with this nonprofit and have come in and been a part of it in a different area. It's very intentional. All the placements of people or relationships regarding my business or being here in Pensacola kind of come full circle. You can mm. tell God's just leading. I know that you're like, God has been leading. There's such a good support system. Something inside you had to open up. Oh, it was a total fire. I'm, compared to where you were in Michigan and Pensacola, did you dive in more here in Pensacola than you did in Michigan? Or what were you more involved mm. in Michigan? I'm I curious. I think the initial involvement okay. uh, investments were definitely a lot more fast paced and intentional here. Um, I think in Michigan, it kind of played out a little, a little slower. In Michigan, I was more comfortable, if that makes sense, mm -hmm. because we're from that area. Okay. Regionally in Michigan, it, it's all kind of the same feeling as far as slower paced farms. So I felt more comfortable, I think, diving into a small town than somewhere so big. We only have, we had one Walmart in Sault Ste. Marie, Michigan, and I went to the opening. <laughs> so, I mean, coming to Pensacola when like our only shopping was either online or going to the Walmart Supercenter, that in itself was overwhelming. So there was this internal fire to make sure that I'm living up to what we've already established and created for our family, which is stability. Mm -hmm. um, stability, our trust in God, the, this fire to make sure that my marriage stays on track, yeah. being separated so much internally, God just gave me this fire to make things happen. And he really led all of those desires. Um, there really is no other explanation because there would have been any other place or time if I hadn't called on God. I don't think that I would have had the tools or the capabilities to move forward the way that I did. He really made all of those decisions happen. This episode of Still With You is sponsored by Tropical The Label. From the beach to the streets, their statement tees have been curated for the girl who prides in the pure bliss of her southern paradise, the Gulf Coast. They are creatively breaking boundaries of passe beachwear. Today, you can use the code STILLWITHYOU15 to receive 15% off your entire order with Tropical The Label. Just visit tropicalthelabel.com and again, use the code STILLWITHYOU15 to receive 15% off your entire order. My personal favorite is the Emerald Royal Pineapple Tea. It is one of my faves, and you can get your own today. Again, use the code STILLWITHYOU15 to receive 15% off your entire order when you visit tropicalthelabel.com. I just think you're such a good example of that. It can be done, that you can find family, you can get involved really quickly. I think other people think that you have to have a year to settle and like you're kind of not the norm, you know that, <laughs> in the uh, best way possible. People tell me that all the time, honestly. I mean, there's other areas of your life too where I'm just like, you have such a, a brilliant way of like thinking. Well, Craig Rochelle, who's an awesome pastor over a bigger church that was a mentor of our old pastor, if that makes sense, that's a lot in one sentence, but he's written a lot of books. Um, and there's a book called weird that Craig Rochelle wrote. And I just love that book. I read it about six years ago. And I love that the book is called weird because it really wants you to reflect on standing out. So I think I've developed these habits since reading that book about, you know, not this, I don't care 
persona, but how am I going to affect this person and this person? Is it going to be by doing what culture says or is it going to be by doing what God says? And just really trying to learn how to be obedient and then standing out. And um, so I think I almost thrive in those kind of situations because God's just really given me the ability to to move forward in maybe ways that other people don't have the capabilities to do. And that's kind of become normal. Like the, that yeah. weird has kind of become my normal. When other people say, you know, that's really like not everybody does that. That's that in it turn sounds weird. So it's kind of really this triangle of emotions. But um, I just love where God's placing me and placing in my heart. Before we moved to Pensacola, I really did have a hard time with the idea. It was really, really rough adjustment moving away from a place where we had, um, I keep saying these footprints, because God also kind of gave me this idea when it came time to switch my attitude. Because I was starting to hear my kids use terms that I was saying to my friends, like, yeah. oh, Pensacola is going to be so hot, or we're just not going to make friends there, like we're making You hair. were saying those things? Yeah, um, of course. Yeah, because it was very, I was really okay. upset. We had some- Well, it's true about the hot, so I will say that. relationships. <laughs> At that time, you know, I think when we, when we approach a struggle that we know is unavoidable, especially in the military, when we don't really have a lot of choice on where we go or what we're, you know, where we're stationed at. It was this, I don't have control over that idea. Um, And it was a struggle for my mentality to kind of catch up to where God really wanted me to move forward. And after I kind of accepted it, he had told me, or he gave me this, this thought that if I'm always so concerned because he wants me to be about who I'm approaching and what they're taking away from me, wouldn't I use this opportunity to place a new footprints in, Mm. uh, in Pensacola and have that be my story? And not my story be, oh, we got stuck there and we just couldn't wait to come back to Michigan, but really have this story of adaptability to where I can just kind of dive in. And when I leave here in a couple of years, even though we will be excited to go back to Michigan if we can, I can say to people when they ask me how it was, you know, I may not have been excited, but I had some of the best relationships I've ever made in Florida too, even though I wasn't excited about going. Um, And there was a time where we thought about being separated completely and I was going to stay in Michigan because we owned a house. I'm so glad you didn't. I am too. It definitely took some time. Even though God was really directing my steps, Mm -hmm. it took a while to adjust completely and just not miss Michigan so much. But I'm so glad that I'm here and people are such a big blessing here and a big support system while my husband's been gone. And that's exactly what God was trying to tell me. Like you are capable of making relationships because you need them. And the place that you need them is in church. Can you share what you guys did after Thanksgiving, what you did with your leftover? That, that, oh, sure. I'm I, I didn't remember that. Yeah, I didn't actually have that in the notes, but oh. I'm thinking of it because I'm thinking of like, you're talking about these footprints. Can you share that? That was just incredible. Yeah. Well, it's actually my husband's idea. Um, <laughs> you know, after Thanksgiving, when you're eating, you just want to eat more and more. And I saw that he had all these plates like lined up on the, the counter. And I'm like, what are, you, are we having people over? Like, where are all these plates? Like, um, I'm ready to eat some more. And he was like, well, I just, you know, I thought I didn't want to get too full and then not want to drive. Because if I eat too much turkey, then I'm not going to want to go anywhere. And because I, at the same time, I was asking him if he wanted seconds too. And he's like, no, I don't really want to eat more because then I won't want to leave. And I'm like, well, where are we leaving? And then I'm looking at the plates and he's like, well, I just thought we could give our leftovers to some of the, the homeless downtown. And at that moment, I put my seconds down and I'm like, okay, like <laughs> that sounds better than me stuffing my face with more turkey and potatoes. But 
that was totally my husband. I give him all the credit for that, you know, trying to lead our family as well and opened our eyes to, you know, how blessed we are again, even in times when we feel like it could be a little bit better, like we're still so blessed. And passing out that food was just amazing. It showed my kids you know, I, yeah. to be a little bit more aware of our surroundings and really thankfulness and the gratitude from some of these people when they took a plate of food was really heartwarming. So and we weren't the only ones out there. There were other families that were doing the same thing as us. And that was really cool to be a part of a town that you can see so much kindness in. One of the things you told me when we were first getting to know each other, because I, at one time you were like, I'm going to do this. And I'm like, whoa, like slow down, like make sure like you're, yeah, I was like, you don't, you know, you don't have to do all these things. I remember kind of like, I probably shouldn't have said that to you, but I was like, <laughs> I was like, girl, like calm down. You it's don't have true. to do it all. Crazy. And, but you said that you just find this connection with God when you're serving and working, which I find so interesting because I can be that way, but I sometimes am just where I just... I need to escape of being with people to really find that connection. Definitely. It's a delicate balance um, that you kind of have to ride, which I feel like I'm still developing that balance. Mm -hmm. Um, But it's taken time and practice to really know if I'm putting too much on my plate and being distracted from, you know, really where God wants me to press in, or if I'm putting the right things on my plate that God wants me to invest in. And so kind of, and sometimes I do take too much on and I really have to step back and am I being a yes woman? Am I saying yes to too many things? And there was a pastor that told me, um, I use this quote a lot, um, Pastor Josh Gagnon from Next Level Church. He told me that if you say you need to say no to most things so that you can say yes to the best things. Mm. And that's always stuck with me, but in the sense of knowing like I need to be aware of what I can handle and what God where God wants me. So, yeah, putting too much on my plate sometimes is a reality, but it is a delicate line because you have to be aware of the people that you're investing in because you want to also equally invest in yourself. Yeah. It's so important for me and anyone who believes in God and is trying to work in a better relationship with Christ to have their quiet time. And it's not always about the hustle and bustle and like serving others, but to do a lot of quiet time and reading in the word and just sitting in his, at his feet and just really giving it to him. And that's a hard thing to do because if you're not used to doing something like that, it can almost seem uncomfortable to sit in his presence and just kind of let him work through you and just pray and just sit quietly. And so that's been a big thing that I've been working on here, especially is balancing out my time with my quiet time. But that's how it all works for me. You know, if I'm balancing my spiritual time with God and just sitting at his feet, then he gives me the strength and the encouragement to do the investments outside of my home or outside of my quiet time. Yeah. Because in the profession that you're in, you have to be a yes woman. You have to be like with balance, of course, but I mean, you're working crazy hours because mm-hmm. I don't know if people are know this, but you have to be flexible to keep people to come back in. I just remember watching my mom do this. Once that person would walk in the salon, it was basically their time. That takes a lot of energy. I'm sure Yeah, that's another big way that God's really influenced my business here with women in general is he really has guided me on how I do hair, but not just the amount of people that come in to do hair, but how I'm doing it. And so instead of having these unrealistic expectations when it comes in, like working in a mainstream salon, which are not all that way. But you can have this pressure of getting a client in and out in a particular time frame because not only are you trying to get more clients in so you make more money, um, but also you have to split a lot of your funds with your owner and the business to provide for your space. 
so there's pluses minuses of kind of having your own space and you're renting from someone or you're working in a mainstream salon and you're an employee uh, working off commission. Being able to be in my business now, God has provided me with that space so that I can invest one-on-one with somebody and I can take my time Mm -hmm. and I don't have to rush through my color. And and that only not only gives me the integrity of my work and my success for that, but it it gives me the, the, the comfort of being able to talk fluidly and organically with my clients in an environment where they might not feel pressure from a neighboring chair and a client and their conversations but just us one-on-one getting to know each other. And whether we talk about God in my appointments or not, I hope that those footprints that I'm leaving with my clients is not only something of encouragement, but of positivity. And yeah, that, you are very positive. And that they can they can walk away just knowing on some level that I'm different in all the good ways. And then maybe at some time they know they can call on me for advice or encouragement or just know like, hey, that she's a little different. I want to know more about that. And I usually always invite my clients to church. Which I just love the freedom too. And it's kind of scary because when you work in a in public relations like that, or you're working with the public, it can be a little intimidating because you're just not sure from a business standpoint, is this going to deter someone from coming back for me? Um, mm-hmm. Or is this going to, you know, offend someone? So definitely treading on the right waters. And that's just it, the right waters. And God bless my business not only by my friends anointing it before, <laughs> but really the the door that's being opened to my business, I feel like anybody who walks in is just going to know right off. I've got verses in my, my salon and hanging on my mirror. So whether you're a Christian or not, it's very apparent when you walk in, this is going to be a safe, good, positive space. Yeah. And one of the things I notice is you are not in the building. You are at the very front door. Like they are going to see you and see <laughs> the beautiful space you have created, which by the way, it is beautiful. It is Thank so you. peaceful with shades of blue and then little pops of yellow. Yes. Yeah, I love that dandelion yellow. It's it is like my so favorite. good. It's so, it just screams the person that you are. Oh, good. Well, that's my hope. And that was another God thing. Um, finding a space to rent after I decided to rent, that was a total God-given opportunity. You my, don't waste any time, I'm telling my you. My space is right downtown. Yeah. It's in a perfect location. It's easy to find. Um, I, I get a lot of great traffic. And it's not out of the way for most people. And just being able to say that I'm downtown Pensacola and I rent my own space, that's really, really incredible. But I was in Michigan. I did not know a soul here. And I was searching Instagram for fellow salons with the idea at that time that I would either apply to work in their salon or to see if they had a space to rent. And then I found this woman, Adrienne De La Cruz, and she did some really unique hair. And I just, my personality, I always want to learn and I just want to tap into new things and just expand my knowledge for this industry. And she was doing some things that I just have never done or just isn't really hit the demographic in the area of Michigan we were at yet. So she does a lot of like mermaid hair and like bright fun stuff that I don't traditionally do. And so I messaged her and asked if she had an opening at her salon Primarily because I wanted to watch her and kind of see what she's doing and learn from her. And um, she had messaged me back a couple weeks later and was really excited to meet me. She said she saw my portfolio and was impressed, but she had made it sound like it was a mainstream salon. At least that's what I took away from it. (laughs) And so I was going in with the idea that I was going to work like I always had with other stylists. And when I met her and she's showing me the space, I was kind of blown away because just how it transpired. It was so perfectly. We'd only discussed things a couple times. Um, When she finally messaged me for my last appointment to talk with her, um, she had told me that when I told her when I wanted to go into the space, which would be the first week of October, she's like, that's perfect because the person I have in here right now leaves the last week of September. 
God really intentionally just had all these things worked out. And I never even once looked at another place. It was like he totally just grabbed me and said, this is where you need to go and opened only those doors to open up to Adrian's space. And all the other doors were closed. I actually was trying to get into another salon called Epic Inc. here and they're a wonderful space. But for some reason, the connection was always blocked, whether we were playing phone tag or um, a family emergency happened with them, or I just wasn't able to to get back or reach back. And it's every time I needed to talk with some Adrian's salon was always available. I'm just so glad that I'm there. We're going to link to your Instagram and your Facebook in okay. the show notes. And I want people to see your portfolio because I'm not, that. I'm not kidding. Like I love seeing the before and after. Honestly, I'm amazed because I'm just going to be honest. I've seen some very damaged hair <laughs> on your Instagram. So have I. Yeah, I was going to say, well, you've touched some damaged hair and worked with it. When I see the after shot, oh my gosh, it looks vibrant. It looks refreshed. Like you do an amazing job. Thank you. Sincerely. Like, do your people just leave feeling like a new person? Because I I think they look like a new person. (laughs) I hope that when my clients leave my chair, that they not only feel good about the investments that they're making with me, um, but they feel educated. And they feel knowledgeable about how to take care of their hair. Right. I always approach hair with long-term investments. So I'm not the kind of stylist that's going to have you sit in my chair and expect you to come back in four weeks unless that was something you really needed. Um, Most of the time I try to approach hair to get you the most longevity out. And I think that's what clients appreciate about me as a stylist is because hair is not cheap and good hair is not cheap, but I try to make it affordable in a way that you're getting that long-term investment out of not only your color, but your cut. And that way you want to come back and see me because it's, it's difficult to make those commitments when there's a big price tag in front of it. I think a lot of my clients appreciate that because I'm looking out not only for their hair, but for their wallets. That's what I would want out of a stylist. Um, I also am very careful and I've learned over time that you have to be, but with all my consultations. So um, I'm very upfront with exactly where their hair is, where it needs to go and how we're going to get there. I love that. And sometimes it takes a few appointments and all of the things that we are exposed to, whether it comes to social media or um, just TV or our expectations of how you get somewhere. A lot of times clients will want to go from A to Z and they're just not aware of how Mm. to get there. And I think sometimes that's how we approach our relationship with God is that we want to get to A to Z, but we just don't know how to get there or we don't have the proper tools. So just like people invest time in me to ask questions about their hair, I do the same with God. And I'm like, okay, God, like I want to get here, but I need your help. And it's taken a long time and a lot of mistakes and a lot of really challenging seasons in my life to really understand the gravity and the importance of just leaning in and just trusting and having your palms up. And that can be one of the hardest things to do when everything tangible around you is saying this isn't going to work. This isn't going to work. Like culture says, no, like you're crazy. Like this is um, a terrible time in your life or just any of these influences that you have from what we can see. But over time, time again, no matter how difficult my seasons have been, the one constant has always been God and how I do get to that Z. And I may not have seen all the letters in between, but he was always working in me and somehow I always get there. I say like, how can I not trust God when he's done this, like all these examples in my life. Mm -hmm. And at that time and that season, it seems like you're just never going to get there. How can God like be helping me right now? But what we fail to see is like all the things happening around us. That's kind of just really where I try to approach life and with people and relationships is just to, just to show love and compassion and just try to put myself in other people's shoes and just how I put my, my footprint 
everywhere I go. I wake up in the morning and then make that choice for myself. So. You do that so well, man. If you are in the Pensacola area, or you just are passing through, and you need to, you just need to see Kelsey. <laughs> just you can, come and see. You can just, just chat. Just and have come coffee. and see. Yes, and if she does some things with your hair, just pay her. You know. <laughs> I'm amazed by all that you do, and this is so random, but I want you to share. You also do YouTube on the side, which is oh just gosh. another like little <laughs> little like sprinkle of your life. There's so much about you that you do. But you did a video when you first came to Pensacola where you're giving free hugs on Palafox Street. Yeah. And you met this man and it's it's on YouTube. I'm gonna link to it in the show okay. notes. And I literally I was like bawling my eyes out, Kelsey, when I watched <laughs> this. Can you tell what happened with this specific gentleman? Do you know what I'm talking about? Yes, okay, absolutely. Great. So my 14-year-old son has a YouTube channel. And, you know, at that delicate age of, like, wanting to be close to your mom, but also, like, not wanting your mom to be around you all the time, I really was looking for an area to just connect with my 14-year-old. And so he doesn't really show his face, but he has a YouTube where he um, shows people how to do gameplay with video games online. And he's pretty good at it. And he's got quite a bit of followers. And it was at that time, he was it was all about YouTube. And I'm like, okay, I'm going to show my son. <laughs> that us old folks can be kind of cool. Too. You're not old at all, though. <laughs> and so um, I'm like, you know, I'm going to look into it. And I decided to start my own YouTube. And um, I haven't put a video on in quite a long time. Um, I'm like, well, what do people want to see? Because that's kind of how I envision things is, is business minded. And like, how what, what do people want to see when they're going to YouTube? I mean, when you're competing with millions of other people, it never fails that people want to see something kind or something that's going to just affect other people. And so I'm like, you know, I saw someone do a hug day online a long time ago, but I'm like, I want to do it and just like stand and like see how many people would give me a hug. And so I told my husband we're going to do it and he was really excited. He was going to be my videographer. Which is so so sweet. I love it. It was right before Mm -hmm. he was leaving and it was kind of something fun to do together and just share. And we hugged maybe, I'd have to say, close to 100 people and kids and it was just people were really surprised like and I even had some people ask me are you charging for this and I'm like no it's a free hug you don't have to hug me if you don't want to and but oh I had so many but there was this one gentleman and he was so sweet and he walked by and he came up and gave me a hug and it was kind of there was it was like a line of hugs almost at one point and mm-hmm. so I almost didn't catch what he said but he hugged me real tight and then as he backed away he said that was my first hug in three years and I just was shocked and overly just overwhelmed with feeling blessed yeah to be able to be a person that's holding this random sign in the Palafox market in Pensacola saying free hugs. And I was, I was the person to give him a free hug. And in three years, and I just immediately, I said, give me another one. And I just gave him another hug. And then I just looked at my husband and I was just like in shock. And then that night he was the one person that I thought of um, just over and over again. And just how blessed I am. And all these yucky days or these seasons that we just feel like overwhelmed, like the world's caving in. There's people out there that don't even have physical contact with Mm -hmm. anybody. So how can I feel like my life isn't fair when my husband's gone for eight to 10 weeks and I don't get to hug him. There's people out there all around us that don't get to hug anyone or touch anyone. If I could do the whole thing over again for that one person, I would. It was that whole video was worth it just for that one man. As much as you're collecting footprints here, you are leaving so many on other people's life. I can tell you also, we won't go into it, but when you and I spend a night in the ER because of 
just some things that you were walking through, man, I had a whole new perspective and that I will never forget that. I feel like I'm a much stronger person for it. And I wasn't even the one who was sick. (laughs) I I feel like we kind of have to talk about that really quick. Go ahead. Um, I've been battling kidney stones for a long time. And through all this hustle and bustle, what was happening our first few months, I had a really bad kidney stone that just was giving me a hard night. And so I called upon Coley, even though we were new in our relationship and because she lives down the street. And I'm yeah. like, Coley, you gotta help me. And she's like raced over in the middle of the night. And we went to the ER and we waited for a long time. But what's really cool about that experience is the nurse that talked with us. We had great conversation. Through all my pain, it was like God was using even that experience yeah. of me being in pain and discomfort in the hospital to reach someone. And our conversation was just very, it was very fluid. She was new to the area too. And we were just kind of talking about different things. But what was neat is the nurse who wheeled us out back to the car when we were done with our appointment and our visit was her friend. And she asked us what church we went to. Mm -hmm. Um, And I don't even remember mentioning a church, but she came up and knew that we must be Christians. And she asked us what church we go Mm -hmm. to. And um, I told her, and even though I was in this state of middle of the night ER fog, God really used us that night to talk over someone and to share life. And I still don't know to this day if they came or not, but just knowing that we were planting those seeds, even in the middle of chaos. Oh, remember I went and hugged the woman who her husband had literally cussed her out completely. Oh, that was totally... Uh, talk about me going out of my comfort zone like and look like I wasn't even the one who like that was a struggle for me but like that she was the one who was walking through the real struggle I'm so blessed I'd never had to spend a night in the ER with someone and I had never seen like how much pain people are in I'm so sorry that you had to walk through that but honestly like I am so thankful that I was able to do that I'm glad that you brought that up I almost forgot about that night but no see so when we start to like look at not only the A and the Z, but all the Mm in-between, I feel like God really has us in tune. But the thing is, he's already doing that with us. It's our choice on how we use that opportunity. And it takes us being more aware. So we could have been in that ER and I could have been complaining, crying, and I could have just like not really invested in that conversation, even though it was hard, but that would have been my choice. But because I choose to be more in tune with where God wants me and how he wants me to respond to people and situations, I'm able to be more in tune and use that to make a better choice and yeah. how approach those situations. And that's what God asks of us. Mm-hmm. That's all he asks of us is to love people and to desire to make those good choices, to invest in others, to bring them closer to Christ. Whether it's just a cup of coffee and you're just being nice to someone who looks like they had a hard day, you don't have to shout Jesus from the rooftops (laughs) to every single person. But standing out and being the weird one and being a little abnormal, people are going to remember you more for doing something out of culture's norm than doing something that everyone expects of you. I just heard Tracy Shinnick say yesterday that when we have God, we are the majority. Whether it doesn't have to look like it on the outside, but we're the majority. Yes. Do you care if I ask you the final question? No. Okay. So the podcast is called Still With You. And so I want to know where is God still with you, Kelsey? God is still with me every day of every moment, even the times when I forget about him. Mm -hmm. And even at the times when I just feel like it's impossible, God's with me showing me that it is. Yeah. It's so good. Thank you so much for the life that you live and for your friendship. Seriously, I know that you've been on the radio before, but you are so 
clear you. in your words and just again good communicator thank you well maybe i'll have to do another youtube channel and you can be on my youtube oh my gosh i've never done a youtube video you should totally do a youtube video i would love do you want to know what i've been wanting to do i want to do a pizza pass out i want to pass out little caesar's pizzas to homeless people guys stay tuned for this <laughs> this is gonna happen featuring coley <laughs> oh my gosh i love it because this is so cool and i'm gonna keep this in here because I have been praying that God would use me to stretch in my evangelism mm-hmm. legs. Like, I feel like I've been listening to a lot of people of how they're just being really bold but loving in their mm-hmm. faith. And I say bold but loving because I don't want to just shout Jesus yeah. from the rooftops. <laughs> I would be honored, Kelsey. And there's another one I want to do, too. It's called Prayers on Palifax, where I want to do, like, the same thing with, like, the sign and say uh, free prayers. I am so here and like it. we could just like pray for people that'll get wanted. me ready for freedom conference too. oh my gosh we totally should we should do it like okay that'd be great all right stay tuned everyone thank you so much for having me thank you for making time for it you're the best as soon as kelsey and i stopped recording we turned to one another and she's like the title has to be something about footprints and i find this so ironic because kelsey and i both live in walking distance of the beach I just loved how this organically was stitched throughout our entire conversation. It was just such a sweet reminder from God of how we can all be intentional about these footprints of impression and significance and kindness and comfort that we can leave upon other people and ultimately change a situation or change someone's life all through Jesus. I am so thankful that Kelsey was able to come and speak on the show today. If you see her or if you want to reach out to her and say thank you, by all means, do so. And you can find all the information to connect with her through the show notes on my website, coleybrowning.com. Go connect with Kelsey there. Go listen to a few extra episodes. Again, coleybrowning.com. Another way that you can stay connected to the show is by subscribing on iTunes or giving us a follow on Spotify. By subscribing and following episodes of Still With You released on Fridays will download right onto your phone. And you want to do this because in the next episode, I have a very special surprise for you guys and I can't wait to share. And it's all in celebration and you guys know how I feel about celebrating. This one's going to be kind of big. So please go and subscribe, go follow, stay tuned with what is happening on Still With You. As always, if you have any questions or just want to say hey, I would love to connect with you. You can do that through my website, but also you can follow me on Instagram. I am at Coley Browning, that's K-O-H-L-I-E, and Browning Like the Rifle. I would love to be friends with you. So reach me there. The beautiful music that you're listening to in the background is from my amazing friend, Christy Masing. For ways you can connect with her, please visit ChristyMasing.com or you can follow her on Instagram at Christy Masing. As always, I am so grateful for her sharing her music and I am so grateful for Kelsey as well. Thank you guys so much for listening. Go out and leave a few footprints this weekend. (laughs) Have some fun. Be bold. Be brave. Be you. And remember that he is still with you. Oh,